Thanks for tuning in to the second season of Let the Truth Talk. My name is Tara. And my name is Tandia. This season, we will be talking about some common misconceptions around sexual violence in our society. These misconceptions can prevent victims from speaking out, seeking help, and holding perpetrators responsible for the assault. When dismantling the myths around sexual violence, the facts should always come first. Getting the facts and dismantling these myths are an important step in ending sexual violence and finding ways to best support survivors of sexual violence. Follow along with us as we break down the myths and the truths of sexual violence. We would like to honor and acknowledge the traditional lands of Treaty 7, upon which YWCA Banff is located. We recognize that we have a responsibility to understand our history and the spirit and intent of Treaty 7 so that we can honor the past, be aware of the present, and build a just and caring future. Before we get started, we just wanted to give a listener's note. While we're talking about sexual violence, the topic of sex, sexual assault, and other forms of violence are brought up in our conversations. Listener discretion is advised. Today's truth, anyone can be sexually assaulted. Sexual assault is not just a woman's problem. Approximately two in three females and one in three males experience sexual abuse in their lifetime. And that's a stat that ASAS found is relevant to the population of Alberta. And and most research suggests that 10 to 20% of all males will experience some form of sexual abuse or sexual assault in their lives. That translates into thousands of Canadian men and boys being abused each year. The vast majority of male offenders who sexually abuse or assault other men identify themselves as heterosexual. I think in society we've got this stigma around male sexual assault. It, it means that they're gay. And, and that's actually not true. Sexual assault is usually much more about violence and anger than it is about sexual attraction. The vast majority of males who target uh, boys for sexual abuse aren't, aren't gay. Yeah, so like we find in any forms of violence, it's just one person choosing to dominate another person or assert their power over them. Not necessarily, it's not um, about sex. Mm-mm. It's about yeah the power and, and, and the dominance. Um, and with that, not all abusers are men. Women can also, le- also sexually abuse and assault men, um, but it rarely gets reported by the survivor. Um, if you include emotional blackmail as a way of forcing someone into um, submit to sexual sexual interactions, that's a form of sexual assault. Um, yeah, and it can come in so many different ways. Um, if we think about ways that women can and do sexually abuse and assault men, it's not a classic way of penetration or um, that type of sexual activity. Uh, there's ways that a female attacker could maybe use sex toys, sex toys or foreign objects on an unwilling male. Um, it's also not uncommon for males to experience involuntary erections during a sexual assault. And that does not mean that the victim was aroused or enjoying the activity. It just is a physical human response. Absolutely. And I think this leads into an interesting point um, that males in our society are often conditioned to think of any sexual interaction with a female as an opportunity. So uh, sexual assault also pertains to a teenage boy getting with the teacher. And we've kind of painted that in this perspective of, yeah, he got some, he was lucky, he got it early, but a, a teenage boy, a young boy, they can't consent. 
Um, and if we were to swap that and have it be a female and the, with the male teacher, we can label that as assault. But again, we are back to seeing or assuming that every sexual opportunity a man has with a woman is an opportunity. I just rewatched the first couple episodes of Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. And um, like within the first episode, uh, Pacey, the, a young boy, a high school student, gets with his older teacher. And it was glamorized and everyone... Yeah, it just like the response, rewatching it now with what I know, I just thought like how wrong that the abuser is not recognizing that this is statutory rape. Yeah, it, it totally is. And like this is the other teenagers in those episodes, they often are like, yeah, like he's the man, he got some. But looking back at it with this new perspective, you're like, wait a minute, that's super wrong. There's an Adam Sandler movie called, what is it? That's my boy? No. Anyway, it's all about this young um, adolescent boy getting with his teacher and impregnating her. And then what happens to him after? And it's a comedy. And although they do label it as rape in the movie, it's still, he's, he becomes a celebrity out of it. Yeah, and I think that's something that we're also trying to de-stigmatize. Uh, it's just the fact, like, if there's a minor, if someone is in power, then that person can never consent to any kind of sexual activity. Yeah, and again, this plays into um, another struggle that I think is specific to men, mainly, is that we think that men can't be vulnerable. We see it as kind of uh, a weakness. Um, we see denial of pain as manliness. Um, and that's not fair, and it's not true. Like, these boys and these men can be hurting by that sexual encounter, but we don't really let them hurt. And then that leads to male survivors not reporting and accessing less services. Um, and, yeah, it has a lesser rate of recovery than some women do. Yeah, maybe our stats are also wrong just because there is such a stigma around men being survivors of sexual violence that it is so underreported. So maybe this is a demographic that we really need to reach. Absolutely, absolutely. We know that sexual violence is underreported in general, but I wonder how much of that comes from female survivors and how much of that comes from male survivors and if we're missing a population entirely in our stats are underrepresenting the underrepresentation. So one other thing is that we know that people who identify as transgen- transgender experience higher rates of sexual assault and sometimes experience increased barriers in trying to access services and supports. Yeah, we know that the majority of, or many minority populations in general, um, experience higher rates of sexual assault for all kinds of overlapping reasons and um, sexual minorities fall into that and so they've yeah there's different barriers in place for them than there may be for the majority population and just to go along with that stigma that sexual assault is a woman's problem so only women can access a shelter is quite often thought of as a place for a woman to seek um, services and support. But that's not always the case. Yeah, if you're a transgender woman seeking a woman's shelter, are you going to be able to, are you going to be accepted into shelter if, say, you still present more as a male, but you're a transgender female? So there's a barrier right there um, that... It shows our society just isn't 
quite there yet at being able to provide the services to everyone who, who needs them. And it's, it's a gap. Yeah, definitely. And if there are service providers listening right now, what can we do to help close that gap or to ensure that both men, uh, transgender, or basically anyone who's needing service and support can have access to it? Yeah, and to, and to bring it back around, anyone can be sexually assaulted. And anyone that is a survivor deserves the same access to services. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well... Thanks for tuning in. Um, If you want to see where we got our information or learn a little bit more, they'll be in our show notes. Um, And yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback. Please let us know what you think of this episode in the comments and what you'd like to be featured in future seasons. Remember to like and subscribe to be notified of future episodes. And if you like what we're doing, please share our podcast. You can find us at harmonyproject.ca or send us an email at yps at ywcabanff.ca. The Harmony Project's diverse stakeholders, through expertise and experience, are working together to end sexualized violence in the Bow Valley. The Harmony Project is funded by the Ministry of Community and Social Services on behalf of the Government of Alberta.